just want to share a couple uh, vignettes, stories that I experienced. Happens to be interesting, very interesting things. Um, <clears throat> years ago, when I was a bacher in Amir, so uh, I went to B'nai Brak for Shabbos, and I saw, you know, we saw in this, you know, the, the, we, we were really close by to Chaim Kanievsky. And, um, and my sister said, why don't we go get a bracha from Rechaim Kanievsky before we go back to Yerushalayim. So we went to his, his house, apartment, whatever, and uh, I went upstairs, easily got inside, and they were sitting, it was a cipher, it was sitting at a, it was a, I guess a bed in the room, and it was like a, you know, a table, the place was always filled with scarf, everywhere you went in the house was filled with scarf, but like, um, it was a small little room, and there was a table, he was sitting at a stender, and there was somebody writing, uh, so I thought it was a safer Torah, and they finally finished it up, and they put a fan over it to try to dry it, and they said, no, it's a safer Tehillim. Chaim wants to write, wants to say Tehillim, from a safer, from the cloth, safer Tehillim. So they said, it's very unusual, you know, there's no, there's no safer Tehillim on a cloth. So we made one special for him. So I was like, you know, I was, I was in this room with only a couple of people. So I was like, wow. But I've been trying to push my way over to get a bracha. And while this was going on, I didn't realize that in the streets there was this, there's signs up all over the place, these Pashkavilim that said that there was going to be this siyam on the Hachnasa Sefer Tehillim. Not, not a Sefer Torah, Hachnasa Sefer, you know, Sefer Tehillim. So, and I didn't read the signs, but I just, like, showed up there, and when I looked out, I was getting fetched further and further away from Chaim in this teeny little room. I'm like, like, I don't know, you know, pushed up against the window, you know, the window, whatever you call it, the, the metal bars in the window. I look out, like, to try to tell my sister in the street, uh, it might be a while till I get out, but I look out the window, and the streets were filled with people already that had come, and uh, it was, we weren't getting anywhere. And I was calling out to my sister, uh, Esther, Esther, trying to reach out, scream out to, forget it. It was like lost in the, there were tons of people by then. And finally they were ready, he rolled up the, the safe to Hillam, and Rechaim put on his you know, coat and his hat, and they went, out, they went downstairs, and they danced in the street. It was like a whole massive thing, singing and dancing and music. It was like, it, you know, when Rechaim was not a major dancer, you know, he wasn't like, that wasn't his uh, thing. You know, I know friends that, you know, even his grandchildren, he barely, like, went to their weddings, even, you know, from his own family. He just, like, this, Mazel Tov, and left. So to go to this thing, he held it was so chashim that he came down and stayed and danced even. It was, like, very unusual. So uh, that was one amazing thing. Years later, I want to share that years later, Rechaim's, uh, I won't say yet, but I, my son wanted to buy... It was a boy, little boy, and he had saved up money. I, you know, was to give him money to follow along Kriyas Atayra. So um, I said, "You follow along, you get money." So every week we saved up this money, and finally, he had money. He went, when we went to Eretz Israel, he decided he wants to buy a set of stipler, Tzedekilus Yaakov. So we go to Rav Chaim's sister, the stipler's daughter, and there's. When I was a bacher, it was like. You had to buy them. They were small volumes, like one of you know per mesecta. They were tiny things, and when you went to the stipler, you could only buy a two mesectas at a time. You figured you know, you're not learning one two mesectas. Like who's doing this? 
So um, he says, so like, I'm not giving you, you can't buy more than two. So you, to buy the whole set, it's going to take you a while. Besides, you got to come back and say, yeah, I'm learning Parisa's pian this month. I mean, it's kind of, you're learning the mirror? Right. You know, then we throw you out. But then they switch to writing, you know, they're making him in the bigger swarm. So she shows him two, two uh, different volume, two sets. You can buy the small volume set, the, like the mini ones. Or you could buy the bigger ones that has a bunch of mesechtas in each one. So she asked me, she thought I'm the one buying it, so she says to me, which one do you want? Do you want the smaller ones? You open the, 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 you know, the case. You want the small ones or you want the big ones? So I turn to my son, you know, a little boy, and I say, which one do you want? So she doesn't understand English. So she says to me in Yiddish, you know, like, what, what, are, what, are, you, what are you talking to him? I said, I'm asking him which ones he wants. Does he want the big ones or the little ones? She goes, well, I mean, why would you ask him? I said, because I'm not buying it for me. I'm buying it for him. So she goes, what? You're buying for him? Is that? No, no, no. My father, Ivey, my father would have such hapless nefesh to know that his sparm, she would only, he would only sell on two sets at a time, and you're buying a set for a little boy, for a kid? No, no, no. She closed it. She goes, I'm sorry. No. I can't believe this is a marvel. This today is my father's yard site. She goes, oh, she didn't even say it that yet. She says it. Uh, so she goes, no. So my son turns to me and he goes, one second. What, what she? What, what, what's going on? I said, well, she said that she's not going to sell them to a boy, to a kid. So he goes, one second. You want me? What should I do with my money? I should. She rather I take my money. I should buy like a toy. I mean, is that what she rather have? I should buy a toy with the, with the money, buy a bicycle. So she says, what did he say? I said, that's what he said. He said, you know, you should buy a bicycle or a toy with the money instead. So she goes, and she was so shocked. She opens up the cabinet again and she says, what set do you want? Do you want the big ones or the little ones? So he says to me, he goes, ask her which ones does everybody say is more gishmak to learn from? So she says, <laughs> she that she understood. She said, that's a She goes, she goes, and she says, I don't know. I never learned from him, so I don't really know. <laughs> so she said, he goes, eh. you know, fine. He takes the, the small ones. And we packed up the thing, and she sits down, and she goes, you know, I have to tell you, I don't know if you realize, today is my father's yard site. It's my father's yard site today. So she says, I have to go and tell the story to her Chaim. She goes, because on our father's yard sites, and here I, she goes, You're, we're not really ones to judge, you know, what, we're going to make our own rules, whatever, like, no, you can't buy, you can't buy. She goes, and then here, the boy really taught me a lesson today. So she was like very misbelfulness. So once I had the opportunity and standing there with her, so I said to her, can I ask you a couple questions about your brother, you know, about Rav Chaim, once I'm here? So she says, yeah, sure, of course. So I started asking her about famous stories that took place, you know, and, and she honestly didn't really know all these stories, you know. She was kind of surprised. But, like, and she goes, really? That's what they're saying about my brother? And she didn't even know all these, you know, like, you know, miracle stories, so to speak, that we'd say. And one of the stories I asked her was the story about, you know, they, that he was writing, so goes the story, that he was writing the... Um, Safer, his contrast that he wrote on Chagavim, on uh, grasshoppers. And there was one thing that he didn't understand, he didn't know, 
the story goes, through that window that I was trying to call my sister out from, you know, that's why I got a bigger schmack, you know, from that time, because I said, you know, through this window flew that grasshopper and landed by him, and he was able to figure out from seeing it. So I said, like, you, did you ever hear such a story? She goes, it sounds like a story that would happen with my brother. She goes, it's the truth is, it's like, it wouldn't surprise me. She goes, but he doesn't go around telling stories like this about himself. He doesn't say, like, oh, by the way, you know, a grasshopper kind of flew in. She goes, you would never know such a thing. She goes, he just lives and learns, and that's it. And that's really what we gotta take from this, is really, gotta just, really, just live and learn, and you see the the famous pictures of him just sitting and, and learning. So even to say to Hillam was like unusual, it must show that how important to Hillam is. That if, you know, a person like that who just learns, his whole life was only learning, but he felt it was so important to, he would say, that he had a special Tehillim that was made on a cloth, how Chashuv Tehillim is. So we should all have a big Aliyah from the yard site. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this.